morning, saints. What a beautiful, beautiful day. I'd like to wish Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, to my mother. So thankful for the mothers. It's a job you never get to retire from. Never. Thankful to the Lord for making me a better mother. Amen. Let's worship Him this morning. Oh Lord, my God, when I Yeah. Oh. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence. Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord. We thank you for your presence in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amayasa, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people. Ama Isha, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you. Hallelujah. Blessed be you. Holy one of Israel. Holy one of Israel. Thank you, Jesus. Such a beautiful presence. Such a beautiful presence this morning. It's one thing about the scripture. When we are even given the understanding, when he enlightens us as far as who he is, by his word, through his word, God is a living God. Amen. And we feel his presence in here so beautifully this morning. Of course, he, he's keeping his promise to us. Uh, he spoke to us and, and he said that he would continue to bear witness. And, you know, we look at that as far as, and, and it's good to understand According to the scriptures, he said that uh, uh, when we minister the word of God, when they when they ministered the word, that he confirmed the word with signs following. That he will bear witness, and God always bears witness. And that's what we're we're experiencing this morning. That's what we're witnessing is the presence of God. There's nothing like it. You will not find this in any other body or any other uh, entity other than his his body his his church the presence of the Lord and that's a testament to amen that he is a living God and we can experience that when we come in here we should never take it for granted and we should always take advantage of 
his presence and just, you know, amen, as far as offering up ourselves to him, as he said, bringing our spiritual sacrifices, presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, humbling ourselves before him, exalting him, extolling him, praising him, lifting him up, and he will always inhabit his praises, the praises of his people, and that's what we're, amen, that's what we're seeing right now. Such a beautiful presence. There's, there's no Sunday school this morning. Is there? There's no Sunday school, okay. Because of Mother's Day, we're, we just want to honor all the mothers today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All you mothers today, and uh, everything about today is, you know, it's, it's something, I can't remember how long the holiday of Mother's Day has been here. Of course, I think it's just, it began in the United States, I think, and uh, I'm not certain as far as time, but, you know, just to go and, and to honor our, our mothers, and I'm certainly thankful. Praise God to honor all our mothers in the congregation today, and especially my mother, the memory of my mother. And uh, and my grandparents, my grandmother, on both uh, both maternal and paternal grand grandmothers. Uh, as far as my memory serves me, and as far as I can remember, they made such an impact in my life and they were influenced to me that uh, not just what they said but what they did and and uh, obviously they were uh, women that feared the Lord that obeyed his word that honored him and, and uh, so I'm so thankful to have that influence um, so everything today is is about all the mothers if you would turn with me in your Bibles, I guess we can begin somewhere in the book of Genesis and chapter 3 and <clears throat> verse number 20. Of course, you, you can read the whole story as far as creation is concerned, how everything was uh, basically how God created the heavens and the earth and everything and even, even mankind, humanity. Man and woman, it all has a beginning. We all have a beginning. We have a place that we, we have come from. And uh, you see there in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 20, and this is what the scripture says, and Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Called his wife's name Eve. Because she was the mother of all living. So when we when we take a look at the scripture and, and there's two words that uh, that are really significant in this passage of scripture. Two words that stood out to me, that stand out to me, and uh, the first word is the word wife. He called his wife's name Eve. And then the second word is mother. Because she was the mother of all living. 
So we have two words that are of significance here in this particular passage of Scripture. We read it and may not really understand uh, the importance of it. But there's a reason why God, or Adam called his wife Eve. And the Hebrew word for Eve, when you translate it, is the Hebrew word Kaaba. Kaaba means life giver. Or one who gives life. That's what Kaaba means. So obviously, Adam realized his wife was a life giver. A one who gave life. And that is so significant. And then, because of that, and because of her name, he says, because she was the mother of all living. And in the Hebrew, it's spelt E-M, just two, two letters, E-M. But it's pronounced Am. Am. That's kind of significant. Am. It's like A, it's A-M-E, the pronunciation, but it's pronounced Am. Am means the bond of the family. So in other words, the mother is the bond of the family. She's not just a life giver or one who gives life, but she's also the bond of the family. Wow. So when you think about it, when you think about it and a mother when we take a look at that word a mother and a mother basically is a woman in relationship a woman in relation to a child or children to whom she has given birth so that's the definition of a mother if we want to say what a, what a mother is it's a mother is a woman in relation, in relation to a child and, or children to whom she has given birth. Remember we talked about the different types of love. Of course, agape. And then uh, the love that uh, the parents have to their children, that love is exerted. Did you realize this? All these Different types of love would not exist, would not exist if it wasn't for the love of God. So when we have that agape love, that deep love, that unconditional love, that is what uh, brings us and that's what helps us to exert all these other loves as far as our relationships with one another. The relationship between a man and a woman. An intimate love. And then a relationship between the parents, the mother and the father that they have with their children, so forth, as it reciprocates in this relationship. But all this will not be possible if it wasn't for the love of God, the agape love. That's what really makes it meaningful. 
when we talk about that kind of love, that's what really makes it meaningful because when that type of love is executed, the way that the Lord has, amen, ordained it to be executed, we're going to see some very beautiful things that come along with it. Most, uh, you know, assuredly, we're going to see life that is manifest as a result of that love. Amen. We're here because our parents loved each other. We're here because of love. So that's something that's important. And so when you think about that, uh, I was looking at different quotes that people have said about motherhood. One person said, this is Samuel Taylor Coleridge, and this is what he says. A mother is a mother still. <laughs> the holiest thing alive. Praise God. And that's, that is so certainly true. And then Washington Irving, I don't know if you guys know who Washington Irving is, but he said, a mother's love endures through all. Amen. Isn't that so true? Amen. <laughs> and then here's one that I could not find who uh, was the one that uh, wrote this, but uh, it, it, to me, uh, it, it's, it's really, uh, how would I say, this, there's, there's, there's truth in what this person said. Home is where your mom is. <laughs> that's the significance now listen to this that's the significance of the relationship in the home the father the mother the family that's the significance and as we identified earlier that's the bond that exists praise God you think about that my mother reached 93 years of age before the Lord called her home last October. 93 years of age, she was my mother. And now all I have is, a, is, a, is beautiful memories of our relationship. So when I think about you know, the example of a mother and motherhood. And think about my, my mom. We say mom, mother. In our Lakota language, you say ina. Ina. I always remember a friend of mine who was my professor in school, Jerome, uh, Jerome Kills Funny. He said this. He said, you ever notice that when Lakota babies are born, he said, the first thing out of their mouth, they go, Ina! Ina! <laughs> I said, you know what? That's true. We do stuff. Ina! <laughs> when we cry. <laughs> Praise God. But, <clears throat> but there's something about that relationship there's something about that relationship my mother was always my mother up until the day she went on to be with the lord 
There was not a time that she ceased not to be my mother. Hallelujah. I want to say something about my mother. She had a love. She had a mother's love. And what I can remember about her, there's so many things. She definitely fulfilled her role. Not just as a wife, but as a mother. And even went on from there when she started to have grandchildren. But her role as the mother, as the matriarch of our family, never ceased to exist. It was always there. Because guess what? Our relationships are always ongoing. We never stop. We never stop being who we are until the day we die. So because of that, our relationships, we're always having interaction with one another. And so, be, and even in the family structure, we will always be a father. We will always be a mother and we will always be children. <laughs> that's the amazing thing. And so I think that's why it's so significant and set apart. When you think about it and how God ordained the family and God ordained the structure of relationships and of the homes. Important for you to understand that. Because there's no way that, obviously, it will never, it will never, it will never work. I was watching the news, or I got on early this morning, and I was noticing some of the news updates. And some of the churches back on the East Coast, services were interrupted by people that believe in the pro-choice. Amen. And they interrupted services of churches that obviously they knew that they were going to be celebrating Mother's Day today. So they wanted to interrupt the services because, you know, they don't believe that. They don't believe in the uh, sacredness of life. Did you realize that? And now one of the biggest things that we're seeing right now is what's happening in our country and the things that's happened took place in the past couple of weeks when, when all this uh, information came out about what the Supreme Court was thinking about doing in the future. One of the, one of the things that is so controversial here in the United States since 1973, I believe it is? 76, somewhere around Roe versus Wade. The legalization of abortion to take an infant life while it is still in the womb of the mother. Now that's been how many years now? It's almost been 50 years. It's been 50 years since that has been a law that has governed a lot of states and, you know, 
And you, and you wonder how this country has been able to exist this long when we don't stand up for life. Praise God. You know what the Bible says? In Psalms 139, if you go there with me, in uh, 139, and right around uh, verse number 13, I believe it is, 139, 13. Um, this is what it says. If I could find my scripture. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Mm. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. My. As I said, the mother, Eve, as the scripture says, is a life giver. And so when that beautiful act of conception takes place, guess what? There is life that is comes out and that was that is amen begins in in the womb of that uh, little human being, whether it be a male or female. Life begins, that little spark of life begins at conception and then that, that seed and that egg begin to produce. Amen. The embryo and the body and all that begins to take work. Amen. During the ingestion period of pregnancy. So God begins life in the womb. Thank God our mothers are life givers. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. You know, we don't have any control over who's going to be our parents. Huh? You don't have any control who's, over, who's going to be your parents. But here's the thing. Thank God you were born. That's right. Because a lot of amen babies are not born. Their lives are stripped from them before they can even enter into this world by birth. So thank God that your mom and your dad said, Amen. We want life to go on. We want to have children praise God and that's what the Bible says in Psalms 127.3 lo children are an heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward <laughs> thank God for mothers that's what I'm saying if you're not noticing it right now, thank God for our mothers. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what? We, we weren't wealthy people growing up. 
when you go out to the homestead in White River and of course my kids and my grandkids they've been out there and they see and of course it's changed quite a bit since I was a when I was a kid everything that was out there and and you know our, our parents we, we were fortunate to have our grandparents around us they were there so I always remember them being present in my life and amen I'm glad they were there but having my parents my and let me tell you something my parents were perfect parents they made mistakes as we all do we all make mistakes but here's the thing we learn we learn as the result of the mistakes that we make amen life will get better for us if we can learn by these experiences in life it will help us to it would basically uh, cause us to go in the right direction when we experience certain things that we know have caused nothing but you know trouble and trial heartache and pain and we want to save ourselves from that praise God and so as we go on in life guess what happens we learn by our our experience but I thank God that my I grew up I grew up with both of my parents and even my grandparents in my life Man, I tell you what. My my mom and dad had 11 children. Eight boys and three girls. Big family, isn't it? My dad was a hard-working man. A hard-working man. He was a he was a, a lot of things. He was very talented, gifted. He was a Auto and a diesel mechanic. That's what he went to school for. He was a rancher. He was a cowboy. He was a uh, construction. He knew how to build things. He knew a lot of things. He wore many hats. But one thing I, I noticed about my dad, all those years, he worked <clears throat> and took care of his family. Made sure that we had food on the table, clothes on our back, and a roof over our head. But we weren't rich. Not according to the world standard. We weren't rich. We had a home. We had clothes on our back. We had food to eat. We even had livestock. We grew garden, we grew a garden, and we would go out and we would, amen, cultivate that garden. And I always remember that. I always remember seeing my parents face certain things, difficult things that came their way. I've seen them. Trials. Trials that came their way. You know, it's so easy that when we face trials in life and as family, Guess what? We go through certain things. 
certain hardships, certain adversity that comes our way. And they try us to see what we're going to do. But unless we realize that the only way that we're going to, amen, survive, and the only way that we're going to overcome is if we stand together. And not just together with ourselves, but with God. Amen. Then we're going to overcome. Yes. But I've seen my mother exert that love she had for her children. And what she did, the sacrifice. Did you realize this? Parenthood is a sacrifice. Right. Amen. Amen. It's a sacrifice. Here's the other thing about parenthood. It's, it's hard work. Yes. Huh? But along with it comes joy, yes. happiness, yes. love. That's right. All these things that come along with the experience of being parents, being, being a mother. But I've seen my, my mom do a lot of things. Praise God. And you know why she did it? Because she wanted to take care of her children. Yeah. You know what that's like? That was that relationship she had. Amen. That that was that relationship we had. Something something I never realized is. I was listening to the elders talk one time, and they were talking. The question was asked about young men and young women, and. This is, this is what my, my, my grandfather, this is what my, my grandfather, Albert Tulloch, said. He said, you know, it's up to the, the parents to teach and to train their children so that when they encounter life, they will be ready. That's what he said. And he said, we teach our young ladies, we teach our young ladies to be good mothers and good wives. So everything as far as their instruction, when they're in their adolescent years, all the way until they reach that age where they begin to, you know, back then, back then, and, and just like my, both him and my uh, grandma Nelly, uh, guess what, they, their parents were the ones that selected who their son was going to marry. <laughs> and I always remember grandma's story about when it came time for my grandpa Albert to come after her, and they were waiting for him, the family said he's going to be there on a certain day. He'll be there to pick up his bride. And said they waited all day long. Grandpa didn't show up. So they said, well, maybe he's not coming today. But all of a sudden, amen, my grandma Molly says, wait a minute. There's somebody coming in the distance. And here comes grandpa with his team of horses and his buggy. And it was sunset. And he came to receive his bride. Wow. 
Man, you think about that. So I remember, I remember things like that, memories like that, what I was told. And, but then it be, I began to understand when I began to see how my mother and my dad lived. How they worked so hard. How they worked so hard to take care of their children. Man. That's the kind of amen relationships that we need to have in our homes, in our marriages, in our families. The scripture says this, Isaiah 49, 15, can a woman forget her sucking child, her nursing child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Amen. Amen. That's a good question, isn't it? Because yep. that's what it is. Can a woman forget? Can a woman forget? I'm, I'm an old timer. I believe in the relationships. Because I'm a, a product of that. My parents and my grandparents. I'm a product of that. Amen. Tradition. The traditional family. The traditional family that consists of a... Amen. Uh, a man and a woman and, of course, the family. A father, a mother, and children. I believe in that. You cannot, amen, you, you cannot have a pro, you cannot procreate any other way. It's how God ordained it to be. Adam plus Eve equals children. That's <laughs> right. But you know what? The world wants to redefine the family. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. They want to redefine the family. That's right. Praise God. Why is it that we're seeing so many things that affect our families and our relationships in this world? It's because, amen, there's no knowledge of God. Amen. Did you realize this? Now, I'm going to reach deep into your, your hearts this morning. Deep into your spirits. Because you know what? Who created us? God created us. The Bible says he created man and woman. We're created in his image. After his likeness. So obviously there were some things that God. Amen. Put within us in our being. Amen. Our soul. Our mind. Our spirit. Our emotions. God put them all there. Did you realize this? We can. Enjoy life to the fullest. God created us that we can enjoy life to the fullest. We can be happy in our living. How many of you are happy in, in your living? Amen. We can experience good a good life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So if that's what he promised us, that's what we will have. But how can we experience that? We can experience it only if we follow God's plan. For our lives, our relationships, our homes. This is really a controversial subject and, and a lot of people have a lot of opinions about it. But amen, here's the thing. If we just keep things 
and look at it in the way that God wants us to, to amen, follow and execute his will and his plan for our lives, guess what? We will know and we will realize and understand that our lives can be blessed. I don't know about you, but I, I want to be blessed in my life. Amen. I want to be happy. So, so we see that. He says that, uh, you know, talking about can a woman forget her nursing child, her second child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. Let me tell you something. There's something about, amen, that relationship that has been developed even from conception. I think that's probably why moms love their children regardless of how they are. Huh? They have that relationship. Something it's even closer than a relationship than a father with his children. You know why? It's because she's carried them. But there's something about what God puts in us. We're living in a world where <clears throat> they want to say that uh, there's no such thing as a man and a woman. Huh? They want they want you to use certain pronouns. Try to steer you away from you know what we should say. Yeah, guess what? I'm a man, and there's some women in here. How can we deny that? That's who we are, and that's how God created us. But the world wants to go a different direction. That's right. They want to deny. If we really want to know who we are, look. At your physical makeup. Right. Amen. Praise God. Make no mistake. But here's something now. That relationship that God, I believe, has put in us because we're created in His likeness. There's a bond that a woman has with her children. Because she's carried them and she's brought them to birth. So there's a bond that that woman has for her children. You cannot, let me tell you something. The only way that a, a woman can, amen, not understand that bond is if she's really hardened in her heart. Think about that. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Can she do that? We're living in a world where a lot of mothers that don't have that relationship don't have that relationship. So why is it you know, you think about it. What we're doing here this morning, what we're going to do here, is to honor our mothers, to recognize them for their 
Amen for their hard work. So you see that. Children are in heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Praise God. And uh, that only happens when we follow the will of God in our lives. We're going to see it happen. So, here's something that's really important. I believe this is really important to us, all of us in here. We need to understand this. Because if we really believe in God, and we believe in the Word of God, we're going to have the understanding that he has given us through his word if we really believe. Don't be afraid to be called a traditional family. Yep. That's right. Huh? <laughs> Don't be afraid because your relationship your relationship is what God wants it to be. And all you mothers, don't be afraid. That's right. Don't be afraid. I, I know one thing, it's not a it's not an easy task, it's not an easy job to be a mother. But this is this is where God comes into the picture when we think about our role and our responsibilities as, as far as parents. And we think about the role of, of mothers and how it is, everything that they do for the home, everything that they do for the family. You know what? We're living in a world where there's so many distractions. So many distractions that we don't really see what it's like to, to understand really what and, and how, amen, the family life should be like. Praise God. Things have changed. Things have gone away from the norm. And now we're seeing things that are brought in and, amen, it changes the whole definition, definition about relationships. So we should never be ashamed of being and believing in the traditional family and traditional relationships and what it is to be a father, what it is to be a mother. It's really important. So you think about that. That's why the Bible says marriage is honorable. In all. Marriage is honorable. In all. And the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers. God will judge. So think about this. The family is here. Because. Of the relationship. Of their parents. And it goes to. Understand God's will concerning the family. We cannot, amen, exercise our God-given rights unless we follow God's will. And so when we do that, guess what's going to happen? We're going to see his word, amen, fulfilled in our lives. And we're going to see our families, amen, healthy families, strong families. Praise God because of that. So you think about that. 
You cannot have children unless you have a mom and a dad. <laughs> Praise God. So I always remember this. I think about when we were getting to that age where we were getting ready to fly fly the coop. <laughs> My dad was trying to impart some wisdom to us and uh, trying to tell us, you know, you're coming to that point where you're going to be basically on your own, so you better start making all wise decisions. And even in our relationships, they were from, from the old-fashioned, amen, uh, crowd where they were, they, in a sense, they were throwing hints at us about who and, and all this, and, but here we were, we, are, we wanted to do our own thing. But, but here they were. They were trying to somehow pass on. They were trying to pass on that tradition. Praise God. Pay attention, young folks. Pay attention. Because we're living in a world where you don't see the traditional family anymore. It's representation is very few in number. Praise God. Praise God. Here's the thing. Did you know that he said, when he said uh, that marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, when we can keep our relationships in such that we, amen, are faithful to one another. How can we be faithful to one another? If we're faithful to God, we will be faithful to one another. Passing on that principle. And so once we walk, amen, according to God's will and we honor God and fear God, guess what? If we're faithful to Him, we're going to be faithful to one another. That's how it works in our lives. So here's the thing. Marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. In other words, your relationship is holy. It's holy. Why? Because, amen, of the strength and the unity of that family. Praise God. Having legitimate children. Amen. <laughs> It's important for you to understand because sometimes we can go off course. So my dad used to say this. He said, if you think you're man enough to have children, he, I'm saying it nicely. He said, if you think you're man enough to father a baby, you better be man enough to take care of it and raise it. That's kind of, in a sense, hurtful in the ears of a lot of people. To understand the responsibility and the obligations that we have 
as parents and even to maintain our families can't be done unless God helps us do it can't be done unless we amen get our understanding our knowledge and our wisdom and our strength from him When we do, we're going to find out that we can be successful. Our families can be strong. Yes. Amen. So you think about this now. You think about, amen, all our precious mothers today and, and everything that we've said about them so far. They're life givers. They have given us life. And they continue to give us life. You think about it. We need the guidance of both our mother and our father. Something that God has placed in our lives. We can't do without that. Because we're all still yet family. Do you realize this? My wife is still a mother. <laughs> because... She's still living. I'm still a father. I will not cease to be a father. Amen. Yep. My responsibility and obligation is still there, even though some of my children may think it's not. <laughs> you know why? You will never outgrow the love you have for your children. Yep. That's how I feel. Yep. Always concerned. Always Looking out for their well-being. Never, never like that. You will always be a mother and you will always be a father. But what does the word say? In Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 8, it says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father. Mm -hmm. And forsake not the law of thy mother. Ooh. This is how it works. Hear the instruction of your father and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. That's going to be the very thing that is going to, amen, steer you in the direction you should go. Praise God. When we understand, that's the influence that we have from our parents. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All you young people need to thank God for your mom and, and your dad, too. Because what they're doing right now is important to you in your life. There's no way you can... Amen. Encounter life without them. Yep. They're there for you and they will always help. But this is something that we need to understand. You, you, you see here and you go over into the book of Titus. And I know I'm jumping all over. But amen. You go over to the book of Titus in chapter 2. And look, look what the word of God says here in the book of Titus. Because sometimes we fail to realize that this is what it's going to take for us. We, we 
when we become parents and we fall into that place of, you know, that role of being a father and a mother. Look what he says here in Titus chapter 2. It says in verse number 4, that they may teach. Now he, he talks about this. Uh, let's back up a little bit. Uh, verse number 2, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and patience. Uh, the aged women likewise, that they becometh in that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. So you see the roles we, we play. Alright? That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands that the word of God be not blasphemed. So, so you see everything here as far as that's concerned. The responsibilities that we have as parents. You know why there's lack of this in the families? is because there's no instruction. There's no teaching. As I said earlier, the traditional family is something that we don't see a lot in our communities and our where we live. The traditional family. Praise God. So it's really, you know, when, when we think about when I think about my mom and I think about everything she did for me and Siblings, I tell you what, she was a hard working woman. She was a hard working, hard working woman. I always remember this. <laughs> Before they built that new road out there to our place, they used to be just a you know a lot of gumbo gumbo's really bad and so they built that new road, they made it wider and they put gravel on it and, and of course, cut out all the curves, all the curves that just kind of took you way out of the way and they straightened it out. But before all that happened, uh, the only way we could beat the gumbo was when Dad gave us a ride to uh, to meet the, the school bus down on the little big White River. The little White River, he, he built a platform on the back of his tractor and all of his kids sat on that platform and he drove the tractor to the meet the bus and that was on that gumbo road so there we were mud flying all over the place all going to but here's one one morning we got all ready and and we were going to take the car one morning and here the car wouldn't start so my dad said oh man battery's dead so he says hazel i'm gonna hook up the tractor why don't you jump on the tractor and, and give us a pull so we can start the car so guess guess what i was kind of amazed at my mom and there she was. She went over and started that tractor, fired it up, mm -mm, put it in gear, backed up. My dad hooked it up, and then she pulled us. So I was amazed at my mom. I said, wow, my mom knows how to do a lot of things. Hardworking. But we did that. Here's the thing. We did that. I, I, I always seen them working together. Woo. 
don't see that no more. I, and, I, and I know this. I'm, tell, I'm telling you, young people, don't take your mother for granted. Because there's a lot they do that you are not aware of. Huh? Praise God. You know what? Here's the thing. You never... My mom told me this one time. She said, I never ever did take a break from parenthood. In today's world, people say, oh man, I need a break. <laughs> Why did you have children? <laughs> One time somebody asked me, do you believe in Planned Parenthood? <laughs> Does anybody know what that's about? <laughs> They, they knew they knew you know I was a minister so they wanted to you know I said I, I shocked him I said yes I do <laughs> I threw him off they looked at me what right yeah you yep. I said not the way you believe it right amen not the way you believe that's right <laughs> <laughs> praise God. There's two ways children are born. They were born because they were meant to be born. And some were born because they weren't meant to be born. And see, that's the thing that just causes so much turmoil in the relationship between a man and his wife. So I believe this with all my heart. You know, what the scripture uh, speaks about and, you know, what he, what he written and he said that children are, are a heritage of the Lord. That's what he said, didn't he? And the fruit of the room is his reward. We see that. So when we understand that, but here's the thing. He said, your children, your children should be like arrows that are shot. Are you listening to me? He says, Little children are inheritance of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. So every arrow was shot for a purpose. Every arrow was shot at a target to hit that target. In other words, what's the Lord saying? You can, you can procreate, you can have children. But as long as you fulfill your role as raising those children to have meaning and purpose in their life. Praise God. 
That's what you call Planned Parenthood. Teach your children. Train up a child in a way that he shall go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Praise God. I don't, I don't know if my children really understood when they were younger. Hopefully they do by now. Why we taught them the way we taught them. Because when you're young, you really don't understand. But you do it for a certain reason. I did it because it was my responsibility. It was an obligation I had to take care of my children, my wife and I. All those years. Man, we went through, we've been through a lot of things all those years. And we certainly lived out our balls, haven't we, Sister Betty? <laughs> through sickness, through health, huh? Richer or poor, huh? All those things that we've encountered, but guess what? Here we are. And here's my wife. She's the mother of my children. Praise God. So you think about that. So it's not an easy, it's not an easy job. I understand that. I know. Last but not least, let's go to Proverbs chapter 31. This is a favorite one of mine. And, uh, Verse number 10, it says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Who can find a virtuous woman? <laughs> Virtue. All these virtues. A virtuous woman. A woman that exerts grace love and all these other virtues that come. A virtuous woman. I know it's not an easy job for women today to be mothers. You have some of these, we're living in a generation where, amen, there's no such thing as a housewife anymore. And so they have to take on the responsibility of, of having to help take care of the, uh, you know, the finances and all the other needs of the home. So it's a, it's a role that's kind of gotten a little bit more difficult, a little bit more complicated. So we never see that. But yet, at the other hand, trying to take care of a, ch a family and, and raise and nurture children is something that's, amen, that we can't, we can't take for granted. And, and, it's, and it's something that has to be done and... and who can find that virtuous woman? That virtuous woman. Man. A woman that really loves her family. Says, uh, The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good 
and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good for her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands Hold the, dis the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. A virtuous woman, a resourceful Mine. That's what that's what God gives us when He gives us when he, when we He blesses us with mothers. Amen. That are like this, virtuous, resourceful. Thank God. Thank God. So here's the thing. We're living in a day where this is something that is seldom seen, even recognized. And this morning, I just want to honor all you mothers. Uh, we want to honor you because you have and you do so much for your families. So much for your husbands and so much for your church. Thank you for all of you. Everything that you contribute, the example. Hallelujah. And we need to we need to thank God for them. So I would like all the mothers, if they would, if you would come up to the altar up here, just come up and just stand up here in the front. All you mothers. Um, 